Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our episode, Expressions the Podcast, Creativity and Comedy, with our very own special comedian guest, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, thank you. There you go. Welcome. <laughs> so what was that, Sean? You're, you're a comedian? I used to try to be, I guess. So you're, you're a skateboard master, you're, you're a car enthusiast slash comedian. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Why am I putting labels on you? I'm not going to put labels on you. Quit labeling people. Take these labels and shove them up your ass, Brian. This would be (laughs) great. What? You want a label? Dusty wants a label. I would love love a label. Treat hound. You should see the face I'm getting here. Well, let's 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 talk about what we're here for today. Um, we are here today to get into creativity in comedy. Now, this is actually Sean's idea, and I'm very stoked about it. Um, when we first thought about this, Sean, what was your idea? What was your concept for what we're going to talk about tonight? Um, by the way, nice new room there. By the way, yes, yeah, thank nice you. This is this is what's going to be my my new uh, recording studio slash office slash uh, masturbation heaven. So. <laughs> you, you, need, you need a you need a wall of guitars or something there. I like I need a wall of like old like nineteen forties like pinup girls is what I need. I feel like that would be fitting yeah, uh, to the age of the house. Yeah, but no, it would be the nineteen forties pinup girls today. Even better. See, I can go to the, I'll go. go to the nursing home. I'll start taking yeah. photos. Yeah, I'll I'll stand there with their teeth on the plate instead, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all where I was going in my mind. <laughs> New school pinup photo portraiture. And no, we're going to the 30s and 40s women today <laughs> pinned up on Sean's wall. <laughs> what? What? Oh, this is gonna be a funny show. Okay, I so, get real sorry. fucked up. Anyways, go ahead, John. Um, where I guess where this came from is, um, as Brian said at the top of the show, there uh, I did I did stand up for a minute. Mark is dying. I love it. I love this. <laughs> is it? Are you laughing because I told you I was going to take pictures of old ladies? No, <laughs> that's right. Oh. I'm laughing because that's where it went. <laughs> that's where it went just naturally. Oh, that was awesome. I just love it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Good lord. Anyways, uh, I did stand up comedy for a brief stint uh, of my my you know whatever's left of my life on this planet. Um, I did a couple of uh, backyard shows. Uh, one of which uh, was the first time I think I ever did stand up. And uh, actually, John put it on. Believe it or not, believe it or not, in his folks' backyard, which is really funny. So uh, I was just dealing with a bunch of my friends heckling me and. Um, you know, it's, it, it, comedy is not easy. It's not easy. It's, it's, it's fun and it's scary, but it's, you know, it, it's not easy in the slightest. So, um, I, st- I have, I think still have all my jokes and shit in my notes on my phone, just in case I ever, you know, get bored and somebody asks me like, Hey, you used to stand up. I'm like, yeah, look at my material. But it is extremely creative. Like you're, you're completely yeah. exposed. You're in front of who knows how many people, whether it's friends or people that aren't your friends or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're, you're just standing up there. It's probably the most um, nerve wracking form of being an entertainer. Aside from maybe, you know, being a knife juggler or something, that would be nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, standing up there and, and just delivering your soul. <laughs> yeah. It's It sucks because I'm not very good at public speaking, which is why I do podcasts, because I know that people will listen to it after the fact. 
So like anything I say, plus anything I say now, I'll probably fucking forget about it anyway. So like, I'll just be as deplorable and disgusting as fucked up as possibly as I possibly can. And then, you know, just let people kind of figure it out. <laughs> well, we have a lot to talk about before we get into it though. I do want to say hello to Mark. Hello to you, Sean. Find out what we're up to this past little while. Uh, if anything new has gone on uh, since we last talked and maybe just uh, quickly get into that. Mark, what about you? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Let me see. You. Let me see. Uh, work's been busy, so that's I know I missed the show because work was busy. And then something happened last week. Uh, there was oh yeah, this thing, thing, and special day, special day and anniversary. Of Congratulations! Years. Congratulations! Yeah, it was, was twenty four years that my wife has been putting up with my shit, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know she, uh, I think she she does. She says, "Good, isn't it time for you to go on the show? Like, don't you have time to go?" So, you know, I, it was funny because I said to her, I said, I'm not going to go on the show tonight. She goes, why? I go, well, it's our anniversary. She goes, yeah, well, you go we'll have dinner after. And I'm like, no, you know, and, and then you're like with Chris, she's pretty trans transparent, right? Like it's never a trap with her, right? It's it's like that. Oh, you don't need to get me a birthday gift. And everyone's like, it's a trap. No, it's not. Not with Chris, right? We're, we're very clear and transparent what she says she means. Right. Um, yeah. Unless there's that sarcastic overtone. Right. I'll do what you want. Then, then you know that then it's a trick. But when there's the folded arms, you pretty much yeah, know it's what a, you want. It's yeah, not a good doesn't thing. Mean do what you want. Right. So, <laughs> right. Um, but no, it's it was good. We had a we had a good meal. We ate way too much. Went to man versus meat. Um, that was uh, that was that was a that was a tasty meal there. Putin and, and a, they have a sandwich called a. A Thanksgiving dinner, which is like literally everything that's in a Thanksgiving dinner on a sandwich. Mm. Um, oh, it was delicious. And with cranberry sauce? Oh, of course. Cranberry sauce, <sighs> stuffing, gravy, potatoes, turkey. Yeah, it's one thing. of the best sandwiches there yeah, is. Yeah, it was delicious. We, we should so, find out when the national yeah. holiday, food holiday is yeah. for turkey sandwich. Yeah. And then we, that we, sounds we fantastic. All, we, we ordered all this food, and then I'm like, uh, it's either all deep fried or, or yeah. So I, I said, you do you have coleslaw? And he goes, yeah, okay, that'll be our vegetable. <laughs> so, yeah, we had, uh, we had the coleslaw. But no, it was good. It was uh, <clears throat> awesome. And uh, I just, I've been working on it for far too long. I think I started Easter weekend. I'm just finishing up uh, our second spare bedroom. So, Shay Flinders, you know, uh, we've got uh, a second spare bedrooms, uh, Sean and, and Brian, if you guys are going to make the trip to Thunder Bay, we can uh, put both of you up at the same time and nobody has to sleep on the floor. Um <clears throat> Sleeping I'm on down. the floor. Yeah. Or if Aurora comes, she can have one room and you guys share the queen bed, you know, one or the other. Yeah. Awesome. I'm yeah. down. I'll shave my legs for you. Sure. Yeah. So I finally got the floor done and the trim is all back on. And you have anyway. hair on your legs? <laughs> I, I, I have to glue mine from my pubiscus onto my chin. <laughs> my pubiscus. I see. This is, oh, this I was all... just thinking of that song all weekend. Oh, I was thinking of that yeah, song. Yeah, McLean and McLean. I will not say where I was, but I will say it was not a food establishment today. And I just paid and I looked down and right there on the counter, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a, no, 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 that's not allowed. It is a clean place. I'm like, how did that, it doesn't even fit the context of the building I'm in. How did that That get there? so weird. There's a a pubic hair right up there. Oh, there's probably pubic. a beard hair. It might have been. It, I would I say it's a beard hair. I mean, that's one of mine. Mine is fairly clean shaven. But... <laughs> if you do say so. Anyway. Well, oh, comedy. I'm more like more, my Brian. I'm starting to look more like Brian, though. I know it's just more gray than. Dark. And yet, you're so much older than me. 
I like decades even. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Sean. Sean, how about you, man? I, actually, <coughs> before you start, you better talk about that fucking car show because, like, I need to. I was that. literally just about to do that. I Go sent Brian it. the photos in the chat. I'm just going to ask if you got them. I got them. So, this past Sunday was Father's Day. By the way, you guys have uh, you have a cat and then you have a dog or dogs, I should say. So happy Father's Day to you both. Thanks, buddy. Um, Thank you. Thank you. It's it's late, but here it is. Anyways, uh, so this was a Father's Day show. Um, I was forced to go to <laughs> by a good friend of mine, Rob. He's uh, he's a great dude, and uh, I took some photos of some cool shit that I uh, you know that I found interesting. And a David lot of Hasselhoff, right on. Yeah. A lot of yeah. them were like TV and like movie cars. Yeah. Um, so that was Fast the Furious. Eclipse from Fast and Furious, the first one. Yeah. Now, is uh, that the actual car or is that a replica? I think it's a replica. Okay. I'm not sure if it's the actual one. Um, then there's Kit, which was really yeah. cool from Knight Rider. Right. One of my favorite shows ever. We talked about yeah, that on our right. TV episode. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, wait a minute, because um, Sean, you're younger than Brian and I. What does Kit stand for, Sean? Uh fuck. I know this one too. Oh, you have to I know this. I fucking know this. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Night Industries. Uh, no, is it's not technology, is it? Two. No, it two, no. two uh, thousand. Fuck. I'm okay. And I haven't I'm seen right, that right, Mark? Is that it? Yeah. Night Industries 2000? Yeah. Yeah. And then that, there was the, the evil version, Car, uh, that was spelt K-A-R-R. Don't remember I Car. think I remember that. Oh, it was the Night Automated Roving Robot. Oh. Uh, that one guy that watches our show is going to correct me because I'm probably wrong, but I'm, 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 I'm not sure. <laughs> if the fun. one guy that watches our show actually knows this fun fact, then I'll be impressed. I know, All right, right. back funny. to the slideshow. Um, that was the interceptor from mad max you want to get out stay with me actually which is really funny a buddy of mine commented on uh on the photo and he actually told me that this was from australia and it was actually a car used on set oh that's cool yeah uh this is uh a the hemi daytona from uh i believe fast and furious 6 Okay. I think, if my memory serves me correctly, Starsky and then and Hutch. yep, there the Ford go. Torino from Starsky yeah. and Hutch. Nice. So there's a lot of cool shit. I mean, I would have had more time to take more photos, and you know, if I walked around a bit more. But Father's Day for me is like, a, I just want to sit at home and pick my nose and do nothing, kind of yeah. kind of day. So um, it's a rough one, I'm sure. Yeah, and being forced to you know come out to a car show, although I had fun, it was great. Um, you know, I wasn't really as talkative and, and whatever else. So, uh, I just kind of, I had my moment right when we got to the show and it was on this big racetrack, which was cool. So never put my car on a racetrack except for that day. So I can say that Lucille has now been on a racetrack. Nice. Yeah. Just not like, you know, you know, like we yeah. weren't fucking going nowhere. Yeah. We're just stationary. <laughs> but that's not the car show I think Mark was asking about. No, it wasn't. It was the one that you were prepping for that you went to because he wasn't on last week and he didn't get to hear oh, what you had to say about it. That's true. Fuck. I think we've talked. I talked about this. I think this would be the third time now. Yeah. Since, since yeah, because I miss I missed two shows. So okay. Yeah, because the you know the one time and then you know the anniversary and then you know 
Yeah. Okay. So, right. so you know, you, know thing in the you and Sean, you and Sean can catch up about that show another time. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. It'll, it'll be a good time. You know what? I'll just watch the episode. There you go. The Two episodes. That's true. Because I think I no, we, we did. We did. We did the episode cut. that airs tonight. I think you're the week before. Time here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok time. Did, did, you, Sean, did you watch that video I sent you with the the gremlin docket on the guy's engine? No, fuck. I haven't. No, it was, it was customer I customer states knocking. Sounds like there's a gremlin in the engine trying to get out. And he pans across the engine. There's a big hole in the side of the block, and he goes, "Fucker got out." <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so gremlins. So many guys blowing shit up. It's like no wonder the automotive industry is. Ooh, there was a guy that did a full motor swap at the show that I went to for Father's Day. Oh yeah. Yeah, for some right fucking there. old Chevy. They just yeah, they just they pulled the motor out and they swapped it. Like you could see like where the piston, like piece, pieces of the piston were in, inside like the the block. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was fucked, but like they did a whole motor swap and the fucking snail they had on it was like massive. Oh, nice. It's huge. Well, that's why there was pieces of piston. Right, because oh yeah, yeah much just, boost is too much boost, right? It's just redneck power, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but none of those compared to what I got this weekend. Uh, oh, boy. See if I can get this thing to focus uh, on my yeah. my hot rod. <laughs> hey, Brian, tell tell us where you found that. <laughs> yeah, where did you find that, Brian? Okay, and before I tell it? you, you should did know you that I've cleaned it. it. Okay, twice. <laughs> I've washed it thoroughly before. <laughs> Before I brought it into my home. I mean, yeah. So, uh, so Brian is going to make up this big lie of where he found it, but just I was at a motorsports event. Lie, before he tells the lie, he was at a merge, and there was that box they've taken out of people's anuses, and he, <laughs> that's why we're talking about washing it. Uh, <laughs> I think we're really off the rails. Uh, <laughs> no okay so actually i had a great weekend i did my first remote wrestling paid photography shoot ever shot and i went to cornwall it was awesome i shot for destiny wrestling and seaway valley wrestling and we had they had an amazing event i met a lot of people i hadn't met before uh they put us up at this really fancy hotel so i felt very safe looking underneath the bed on the way out and that's where i found this fun little toy in fact it was a fancy two-star resort and um uh i probably shouldn't have looked under the bed but yeah it's what so i do actually if you, if you google that hotel it's three and a half stars is the, <laughs> the actual ratings that people get okay, google review ratings maybe yeah, so that's actually pretty good for you know one guy that had all his friends to do ratings on us. That's right. Yeah. Well, hey, I didn't mind it. We survived. We had a great night. Oh, yeah, um, sure. And I just really appreciate being hired to go out to do that event. Hopefully, my photos will be worth it and everybody will like them. And uh, maybe they'll ask me out there again another day. But uh, until then, I'm having Perfect. a good time. And Shelly and I had a great time. And funny story. I don't know how funny it is, but true story. On the way back, it's like a four and a half hour We drove like five, six hours that day because we stopped all over the place, went through Oshawa and whatever. No radio, just me and Shelly talking, enjoying each other. You know, come on. It's beautiful. That's the good, that's the good I love shit. that woman. That's She's the, the best, best human show. alive, and we had a great weekend, that's and it was just, right yeah. 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 That's why we do it, man. That's why that's we it. do it. Actually, you know what? That's funny because I, I actually shot an event too. I was invited out to shoot um, – Disney's Camp Rock the musical. Right? Um, you showed yeah, photos of that to yeah, us. I did, yeah, so I did that. That was a lot of fun. 
cool great show great great bunch of kids put that on so yeah camp rock sounds a lot like school of rock same theme oh no jack black but no um. <laughs> god he's funny okay speaking of comedians this might be a good segue if you don't mind good timing Segway. Are you, are you done? Segway. Jack, Jack Black. Freaking hilarious. Hilarious. I just saw uh, Shelly on the drive showed me a video of him doing the song Peaches. Yeah. Oh, from yeah. That President of the United States of America? No, no. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought it would be. And it's no, it's his own song and it's horrible. Oh. It's just horrible. And I don't even understand what he was doing. And he's like being crazy, stupid Jack Black. And I freaking loved it. And that's why people love it because Jack Black yeah. is just Jack Black. He's himself. Yeah. He does songs in his underwear and, you know, full beard and full scruff. And he's just himself. Doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Love it. And that's yeah. what I think a true comedian should always be. And yeah, true, true to yourself. Yeah. This is what we're going to get into now. The creativity of comedy. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, Mark and I are from a different generation than Sean is. And the comedians from our generation didn't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. Not one. They didn't. Breaking the norm, being um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, gr groundbreaking. And then, uh, all those things. And then – like it was the start of the crass. Like, I mean, the, the beginning of my childhood controversial was, like, was, yeah, controversial was like you were listening to Bill Cosby. And, and what now, of course, he was controversial later for a different reason, but, you know, <laughs> which is a different kind of funny. Yeah. You were, you were listening to Bill Cosby and his, his very, very clean comedy. Um, and then we ended up with uh, comedians like Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, started coming in. And then Eddie George, Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, then, George, Carlin. George Carlin. Andrew uh, Dice Clay. And Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. The Dice Man cometh. Yeah. So let, let's <laughs> let's let's talk about that first. Yeah. When I was younger, I remember comedy being that slap you in the face, make you drop your jaw, like holy shit, what did he just say? I remember going to a summer camp and they had the Eddie Murphy delirious cassette. And everybody's passing this cassette around, listening to this yeah. one cassette. Like, yeah. oh my God, did you hear the Eddie Murphy thing? Oh my God, did you listen to what he did you hear what he said? He said, Norton, are you gonna do what? Oh, like, are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> like the things that he said were never said before. Yeah. And sure there was backlash, and sure there was people that fought the concept, but now it's a classic. Now it's known as classic comedy, but will never be done again. You know, it'll never be like everybody tries to imitate and duplicate, but it'll never, never be the same. Can't be done again. The social norms have changed. Com comedians yeah. get slapped in the face on on the Oscars for yeah. saying something not even that hard. Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> now it's like now now the world has gone to a different place, and now comedians don't feel the safety that they used to feel. And I'm sure that that's a big part of it. I'd love to have Brian Bowden on this this episode. Um, he was our guest in our first season. Oh, comedian he was good. Um, it's a disease, <laughs> but, uh, no, like I'd love to hear his opinion on it because as a comedian, the world changed on that day. I guarantee it. I know yeah. my safety would be completely feeling different if I were a stand up. which yeah. my mother-in-law told me I should actually do comedy once. She, she said well, two things that stick out in my mind. Once I was being picked up in the hotel, uh, from the airport uh, they were driving me back to the house in Mississauga. And, um, I was like imitating all these people that I had worked with, like Fred, uh, Fred, the chef and like different accents and stuff. And she's like, Brian, you should really be a comedian. And the other time she called me a twit. I'll never forget that either. But those are the two things that Jerry really imparted on me in life, but I never was a comedian. And I certainly don't think I'm a twit. So 
she failed on both of those comments. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got one over on you there. <laughs> My way. No, it's, it's amazing though. Like when, so you, when you when you think about how how comedy. Like I mean, George Carlin had his seven words you can't say on television, right? Yep. See, uh, and, well thought out, start yeah. to finish. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great, uh, uh, great comedy, right? I mean, just uh, the comedy stylings of George Carlin, and you know, and like I say, Richard Pryor. Um, actually, what, what I, I, I was looking at the notes, one of the, my favorites that uh, didn't come up, and I, I don't so much remember a stand-up, but I remember the skits, um, mm. and that was John Candy. SCTV. Mm. My favorite TV series of yeah. all time. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. SCTV. And and a, a local, you know, um, for well, not me anymore, but I mean, he was New Market. I met him in Home Hardware, New Market there on Davis Drive uh, when sure. I was a kid. So that was that was cool. So had his autograph. It should be in this drawer here somewhere, but I could never find it. When I everybody that says they ever met him always said positive things about him. Oh yeah, he was a great fella. That's really yeah. cool, John Candy. Those aren't yeah. pillows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just love that but uh, okay so but to stay on that crass style of comedy style i mean we had sam kennison we had some really you know volatile comedians in the 80s and the 90s um but then as the world started to shift comedy started to shift and it started to change a lot uh, are there any comedians that you guys can think of more modern that uh kind of stir your your concept of a, a game-changing routine well, you know what's what's funny is there's one one that sort of um, he stayed that norm of shocking you with what he says, but he doesn't swear. Is Bo Burnham, and he's I, I he's I think you I knew you you know who he is, but he's he does like musical comedy and and whatnot. He's he's very very creative, um, but he'll shock you with what he says, but he's sort of you know he's he's got the funny songs and whatnot and and that's sort of like a norm right you got guys crossing genres now where they're doing they're taking music and making it funny like even think about somebody like uh jim brewer jim brewer who does all of his jokes are about rock and roll and drinking and drugs and sex and whatnot um and he and he swears but he's not as crass as say like dice clay was yeah so okay so i got a bit of a soft spot for dice man because i named my cat snapperhead like <laughs> Have a Twinkie, snap ahead. You know, like I just thought he was hilarious. But to see him live, I mean, yeah, the comedy would not hold up at all. I mean, watching Ford Fairlane is one thing, but to see his stand-up routine, <laughs> yeah, would not fly well these days, would it? I would have killed for that, honestly. I would have yeah. loved to have seen the Dice Man. Oh, sure. Live. Oh, oh, live yeah. back in the day, absolutely for sure. But to watch him today, I think you'd have to worry walking out of the auditorium with, for hecklers and people <laughs> with guns trying <laughs> to shoot you. And now, now you've got like a lot of the, the guys that are on the circuit now, like with the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Um, you've got uh, Larry the Cable Guy. You've got Jeff Foxworthy. Um, I'm trying to think of the other fellow's name. Uh, it's escaping me right now, but uh, Jeff Dunham with his with his uh, yeah, um, Jeff Dunham was good with the ventriloquism. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen, I, a lot of these guys I've seen live, but it's uh, it's entertaining, right? And then uh, there's another another breed of entertainers. We saw, damn it, I can't remember the name. I can't remember her name. Drag queen, comedian, drag queen came through Thunder Bay, and hmm. uh, just a riot, just amazing from beginning to end. The show was awesome. You know, and I, I her name will, I'll, I'll text you guys at three in the morning. Her name was. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of comedy do each of you, kind of, 
gravitate to. Uh, let me let me give you an example. For me, <clears throat> I love something with a different kind of wit, like Victor Borgi. Way back in the day, Victor Borgi um, was a musician, pianist, and he'd be basically giving a piano concert while talking and while being silly and while like fumbling with his chair, a little slapstick, a little bit of this and that, and kind of acting like a you know buffoon kind of style, but totally with it all the time and super clever playing with the audience, but brilliant pianist. Um, so there's talent, there's music, there's performance, there's funny gesture. I like that kind of comedy. I, I, I yeah. don't really find myself too attracted to like, like a Kevin Hart style yeah. where it's just getting up there and just, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter what you're saying. Just that, that pitch, that tone of, um, almost aggressive. Yeah, he's got like a rapid fire style. Right. He's just like firing joke after joke after joke. And it's like if one if a joke misses, you don't remember it because the next one hits, right? It's exactly. Like boom, boom, boom. There's no lags and there's no there's no dip in the show. And he is mm -hmm. all over the place. Like um when you got a guy like Jeff Foxworthy on stage, he'll he'll start with a story and, and he starts telling the story and he sort of builds up to the final punchline. Um and uh but a, a guy like Kevin Hart, it's like it's like a joke and a punchline. It's not like a story to it. Um, but uh, um, some some of the comedians they, they they like to and like a Foxworthy style comedian they, they like to do jokes about themselves and their families and they're largely things that everybody can relate to. So they find it funny because they're like, oh my god, and you even see it in the audience, like you did that. You yeah, did that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you. you know. So that's that's the humor that hits personal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the humor that everyday <clears throat> humor that kind of thing. Um, and then there's the humor of the the musical talent and the style, yeah. but then there's the the absolutely crazy silly humor. Yeah. Do you guys have a, a silly humor uh, humor kind of comedian like Emo Phillips by chance? You remember Emo hmm. by any chance? He was on the TV show UHF, and he had his, he did stand up for quite a. I don't know. I used to see him on TV. He's called me Mr. Butterfingers. You know, this really kind of dopey yeah. approach and just silly vibe to him, almost like a Tiny Tim kind of a feel, but not. Yeah. Um, but do you guys have any comedians that you can think of that are just like wacky, silly that uh, you enjoy? Uh, I, I, I remember um, I used to watch a lot of uh, – my mom had this one VHS tape. It was uh, Red Skelton. Yeah, <clears throat> I used to watch that on repeat. I would rewind it and then try and memorize the whole set. I can't do it anymore, but I used to be able to do it like word for word. It was fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, he was great. I I, I always loved it. Actually, it's part of the reason why Chris and I are married is uh, Monty Python. Yeah, um, because they did they like they did the silly. You know, you know how do you know she's a witch? Well, <laughs> well, she turned me into a newt. <laughs> a newt. Well, I got, I got better. <laughs> you know, like we, were, we were at uh, the casino, and they brought the, the, the Monty Python uh, search for the Holy Grail. Just Grill. a flash wound. Oh my they god! Got, they, the got fucking... the, they got the slot machines, Monty, Monty Python, and the Holy Grail slot machines. And, and as the videos are really Chris are playing it, we're like reciting it. <laughs> the guy, the next machine goes, "How many times have you guys seen this movie?" I'm like, "Well, about as many as I've seen Star Wars." So that's like. That's true. I've wa I, think times. Watched, I think I've watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail to a point where like I bought it on Blu-ray and I'm pretty sure the disc doesn't work anymore because I've yeah. played it so much. Yeah. Like it's so funny. Like yeah. the, when when he's talking to the guy on the castle, he's like, Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? 
<laughs> they could be carried by what? <laughs> by, a, by a bird. A one ounce bird carrying a three pound <laughs> coconut. <laughs> by the husk. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I was that. always partial to the life of Brian just because oh, obvious oh, reasons. God. Yeah, the plus fucking... it, the first time I saw like a woman's private parts in a show. <laughs> That was that was so, game changing for me in life. Was that piece of alibit was good enough for Jehovah? <laughs> <laughs> so do you, you guys? You guys have you guys have both seen the life of Brian, right? Yeah. Oh yes. So remember that one, uh, the biggest dickest skit? Yeah. So that whole time, like that was unscripted. When he said that, like it was supposed to just <laughs> kind of end. But like he just he heard one of the guys like break just break character. So they were all just yeah. actually standing there trying so hard not to laugh uh, and watching that scene. Anytime I try and like tell anybody about Monty Python, that's like oh the one God. place well, I bring them to. Another another one for good for that was the Carol Burnett show. Oh but my yes, God. Harvey Corman, um, and and they were they were always all, cracking each other up. You could often see Tim Conway would go off, and everybody else is trying not to laugh, and they're and they're failing miserably. <laughs> but that's the like the best part of the show. I love the, that. The one yeah. where he's talking about the elephant, he's like, he had his, yeah. his, his <laughs> snow note. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then when he sneezes, like. <laughs> okay, dentist. people, if you don't know who Carol Burnett and the Carol Burnett show is, the dentist skit. Oh know, my god! Oh my god. <laughs> Get like, it. Himself with an cane everywhere. Oh my god. Yeah, just, so, if, you, if you don't know Carol Burnett, if you don't know Monty Python, I mean, educate yourselves. Yeah, you got to very you've quickly. Gotta, you've got to try it, right? <laughs> but don't you I, think it takes a certain kind of person these days? I mean, uh, some comedy doesn't age well, right? Right, right. And, and you kind of have well, to go back. And what we remember when we were kids, being shocked for the first time by something, you watch it back. It doesn't necessarily hold the same weight. Yeah. Carol Burnett freaking kills. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Absolutely. What she's talking about, just as a human, she is yeah. hilarious. So, yeah, the show, uh, that was a big memory. Carol Burnett and the Muppets were my memories well, of the 70s and the actually 80s. Actually, it's funny you say that because Chris is re-watching all the episodes of the Muppets right now on Disney+. Plus. I but, used to remember having to come but, home from um, Beaver Scouts just to watch the yeah, Muppets. The 70s, when the Muppets <laughs> were on, was a very different time. And some of the things they make fun of in their videos are not – it's not acceptable – as comedy topics now. So at the beginning of every episode, this is on Disney Plus. They have a big disclaimer that comes up that times have changed. Some of the subject matter may be deemed offensive now. Please watch it with an open mind. And, and what I don't know is well, that's good. But yeah, they've got this. But they haven't they haven't taken them off the air. But they've thrown a disclaimer on the beginning of it. So basically, if you're offended, <laughs> but that's the way it should be. And, it, and it's funny because you talk about uh, the creativity and, and um, Sean, you're the only one that actually has done like open mic stand up and, and, and had things. I mean, I used to do that when they did the open mic night at the bar, you were three sheets to the wind, you'd get up and try and tell a joke and it would, it would just bomb, but you only got one joke and that was it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's um, Richard Hammond from Top Gear. Yeah. Um, he's got a new show. I, I think it, went, it ran two seasons and it was called, um, Crash Course, I think it was called. Um, I, had, I had it up here. I can't remember. Anyways, he basically, yeah, Crash Course. Richard Hammond's Crash Course. And he um, he does jobs. So he, go, he goes onto a job site and he has basically two days to learn the job and then they test him afterwards. And one of the, one of the episodes, he is a New York City cab driver 
and a, during the day and a stand-up comedian at night. So they give him like three or four days, but they give him coaching. He goes to like a stand-up comedian school where yep. like th- th- you're in a club and they're all aspiring stand-up comedians, right? So, but then so you 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 have a chance to sort of pitch your your material and then and then they give you feedback on your material and then they open it up and then there's like the opening night. So he does this for this one is a, is a I think it's a few days he does, um, and he makes about thirty bucks being a cabbie and nothing making a comedian. But he talks about <laughs> how difficult it is to to write the material, right? Because um, like a lot of these guys, like when you when you think about um, any like the the late night comedians, like whether they be a, a Johnny Carson or a Jay Leno, they all have a team of writers that write stuff. Um, whereas when you're when you're starting a comedian, you write your own stuff, and and it's you try it when you can, and uh, you know it's uh, it's 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 definitely something where when a joke hits, it hits, and when it doesn't. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just crickets out there, right? You know, and when it hits, it hits like Dave yeah. Chappelle. Yeah, and the way his world hit after the Chappelle show, he and his co-writer, so funny, um, so just funny. were winging stuff and think, doing stuff they they thought were was funny, and then the world caught on and went nuts, and he was offered the world, and and he basically was just like, "Fuck you, world." Peace out. Get my head straight. I don't. I don't believe in all this. What you're believing in, and Dave was yeah. a pretty strong dude to be able to pull back and you know pull the reins when the whole world was just like a whole bunch of horses pulling him along. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's some. See, that's another thing too. Comedy is not only great for us as viewers. I mean, I love watching comedians. We we've laughed already just talking about some of the funny things we've seen comedy yeah. in the past. But it's it's so much more than that. It's mental health is such an important factor. And so many comedians do what they do because they're dealing with a lot of other pressures, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Robin Williams, yeah. uh, so many comedians have fought a battle that uh, they obviously didn't win. and Or maybe they did. Who knows? Depending on your perspective, right? But uh, it's pretty scary when you have somebody who's just burying their soul and you hear what they're saying and you laugh and laugh and laugh, but really behind what they're saying, there's something else going on and you gotta, you gotta wonder sometimes. Right. So how do you guys feel about that aspect of comedy? Have you ever watched a comedian that was pouring out truths to the point where you were just almost uncomfortable wondering, is this, is this guy okay? Not, not necessarily. I mean, like I've, when I did my, you know, my very few shows or whatever, um, for me, I was just my my kind of comedy was like I tried writing jokes the first time, and then I did it in front of a bunch of people that I didn't know. And to me, it was harder to come up with material that I thought was funny and that other people thought was funny. But when it came down to doing like the backyard shows, it was a bunch of people that I knew and whatever else. But um, I basically just told a bunch of stories about my life that were you know embarrassing or like you know really fucked up for me to deal with and for some odd reason people love to laugh at some form of pain like you can't tell me that you know watching a kid fall off a bike you're not gonna chuckle like you're gonna chuckle you're gonna laugh because it's funny but then you're gonna be like like is he okay why is his arm bent that way we should probably (laughs) drive him somewhere preferably a hospital um, but no, yeah. some, you know, people love to laugh at, at pain, right? Like, yeah. it's just, it's how it works, well, that's, right? That's why Jackass was such a big franchise, right? Yeah. Because, See, I was never into those things. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. 
See, you say that. My first thought was when I saw my little brother fall off a bike, and I almost oh, yeah. pissed my pants because I was so worried for him. Yeah, see, I was more entertained by Nitro Circus than than uh, Jackass, but mm -hmm. you know, but it was the same. Like, hey, I wonder if we could build a ramp that would do and launch this, and yeah, and they do it, and you know, sometimes they get hurt, but it was it was sort of in the interest of the science and the physics, not just like, hey, can I suplex you off the second floor balcony and land on this picnic table and have us both walk away? <laughs> I do see that stuff quite often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw some of that actually on Saturday. Yeah, but the people that are doing yours are trained professionals. <laughs> True. True they are. They're, they're not some kid in his mom's backyard <clears throat> thinking he could do what he saw. <laughs> so, all right. So we've talked about crazy comedy, which I haven't even talked about the real guy I wanted to talk about for crazy comedy, which is Jim Carrey. I mean, Oh, so good. As far as I'm concerned, probably the best physical comedian of all time. Him, yeah. Jerry Lewis, Dick Van Dyke whoever else you want to throw into the batch after that, but just his ability to, to just do everything he did was just amazing. His facial expressions, the tones and stuff like that. But then you look at him today and he's totally pulled himself out of the social eye. Mm -hmm. And he's probably one of the smartest people I've ever seen. He's basically made a video saying I have enough. Yeah. I'm happy. I don't need any more. <clears throat> so I'm done. I'm just going to live life. And that's and, and that's very good for him. Actually, the last thing I think he did, or one of the last things he did, was uh, with Jerry Seinfeld, the comedians in cars. Getting coffee? Getting coffee, yeah. Yeah, that was um, a good one. That was a good a great, I think he, I think he was the first one. Was that They were in the Lamborghini, I think, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. But I think it was the first episode. But it was Jim Carrey, and it's how he looks today. He's just He's got the big scraggly beard. He's just being himself and living his life, and, and that's it. Yeah, just like the Jack Black I talked about earlier. Just yeah. so that's the that's the point you want to get to in life. I think in general is you just want to be okay with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, and, and comedy is a good way of trying to get past that. One <laughs> of the things I, I really appreciated what he said was, um, "You can fail at what you don't want to do. Like you can go to school and do all the things for what you really don't want to do in life. Yeah. So you can still fail doing that. You can be fired. You can be let go. You can still fail, even though." You're doing the things that you think you should do, but you don't want to do. So he says you can fail at doing what you don't want to do. So you might as well do what you love to do. Yeah. Right? Brilliant. Yeah, that's true. And then he's also says he's a member of the Church of Freedom from Concern, the Church of FFC. <laughs> so he, he's freedom. He doesn't have to worry about it. He's free of concern. He, he's worrying about himself. He's worrying about his life. He's not worrying about all the way people handle what he says or any of those things. No, um, exactly. It's so important, especially as a comedian, because like I said, at the beginning of the conversation, comedy is really steering away from people just saying things for the sake of being funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's not the way it should be. So I really hope that people like, uh, Jim Carrey, our free, free-minded people are still in comedy doing, you know, these really great shows. I haven't been to a show. I have to admit, I'd like to, I want to see more. I usually watch it on TV. I still appreciate <laughs> good comedy though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, a stand-up comedy show is, is it hits a little different, right? Because you, you, there's always a heckler. There's always somebody that wants to be part of the joke and that interplay. And, yeah. Every they, time. They wanna, they it's a lot like wrestling. It. Yeah, they want to. They want to make the laugh and the whole bit, and uh, you know, it's it's just amazing that that people in the audience think that they're special enough that 
Howie Mandel is going to talk to me while I'm here. And, um, you know, Jeff Foxworthy is going to interact. I mean, unless he, if you sit close, then chances are you're going to get picked on. Um, so you don't want to sit close, but I mean, they'll be, they'll think there's an interaction, right? And if they keep chirping, sometimes it, sometimes it hits and the comedian will, will fire back. <clears throat> See, this, this is the thing that I enjoy because now my, <clears throat> my comedy now is like, I understand that I like, I, I understand that I'm a human. I get that. I'm like, you know, the farthest thing from, you know, being on the, the cover of a magazine, like looks wise, like I'm not, you know, the sharpest no. looking guy. But I, I disagree. <laughs> Look at this guy. This is this is from the backyard shows. I just sent these to Brian actually because I forgot about these photos. That's actually me and John. This was long before we had done Planet Pointless. Yeah. <clears throat> so this was the backyard show that I actually did. From what I heard, I did actually really well at. Um, there's me standing up on the, the back porch of John's parents' place, yeah. and then there's me telling my shit story. <laughs> Shit story. Um, Literally bent over doing your shit. Okay, I'm, I got you. I'm dead serious because, like, again, it's I. I basically just talk shit about myself. Like, I I self deprecate to a certain point, and yep. people think that it's fucking hilarious. Like, if you yep. go back and listen to a lot of the episodes of, of of Planet Pointless, like that's where I do most of my comedy now. Like, it's it's a bit of a shtick where like I gotta play stupid every now and then, but like playing stupid and then like you know, kind of like talking shit about myself while I'm listening to my own voice, it's like, to me, it's fucking hilarious. And then when other people listen, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, is he okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I feel fantastic, but I'm, I'm having a laugh. If I can't, if I can't laugh at myself, then what the fuck is the point of, you know, doing comedy? Yep. Like I, I like yep. to be the butt of people's jokes every now and then. If I can clap back, I'll do it. But if not, I'll be like, well, fuck you, you got me. <laughs> see that's where it gets hard though because you especially when it's somebody that you care about right mm -hmm. like i care about you and if i saw if i see posts that you're making about you know or if i hear something on planet pointless where you start really getting hard on yourself or whatever I'll, i'd shoot you a message be like hey man are you okay i heard this this is you're like yeah i don't care whatever but, i mean that's that's who you are i'm learning that you know what i mean like i'm starting to understand and learn more about who you are but you don't know that about everybody and you yeah. hear people making jokes and you start to you, you <clears throat> genuinely start to be concerned sometimes with some of the things people say. But that's why I, I, I you know, I keep on in my brain going back to this is so much like wrestling. It really mm. is. Comedy is a lot like wrestling in that you only see what they want you to see. Yeah. They're putting out a story that you have to digest and try and 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 you know, make sense of as they're telling it. They already know what they're telling you. They already know the answer to what, everything they're saying, but you're kind of piecing it together as you're hearing it for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. um, same with wrestling. Um, you can do really poorly. You can do really well. Same with wrestling. <clears throat> and yeah, some people like wrestling because it beats the shit out of them. And they're able to, you know, show their flaws. Like Brendan, we've had him on a couple times. Mm -hmm. um, he's probably the most. If, if I think of a wrestler who is hard on himself, uh, or doesn't mind taking abuse or give it during a match, Brendan's one of the first guys I think of. Like he wears his heart on his sleeve when he's in the ring, and it's it's sometimes pretty amazing to watch. Just like a good comedian, which is even funnier, the fact that he is also a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. so he has done stand-up quite a few times i think he's done like 50 shows now so oh, wow. um yeah and, and again that goes back to that link between uh these two forms of entertainment they're both very uh 
what, what, what am I trying to say, guys? Help me out here. They're both uh, <clears throat> self-deprecating yeah, things. They can, yeah, they can be. It depends on, like, again, it depends on what your storyline as a wrestler is and what your storyline as a comedian is. Um, you know, I, I, I think the, the, the comedians I enjoy the most, like, I mean, I, I do the same. I, I talk smack about myself to get a laugh. Um, you know, I do the same uh, quite often because that, that's what gives gives people a laugh. Um, but then, you know, sometimes it's to make people feel better about themselves, right? Because that, that way you can, they're like, oh, well, you know, you know, he seems to have it all together and uh, he fucks up too. So, you know, that makes me feel better about fucking up now and again. But, uh, and with the wrestling, um, you're putting yourself out there um, abuse-wise. You're, you're putting yourself in harm's way. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, you're going to bounce off and you're going to, you know, I'm going to run into your outstretched arm and I'm going to flip and I'm going to land them. You know, of course, I don't know how they're landing, but I'm guessing they're trying to land on their shoulders in some sort of a break fall that they're not knocking the wind out of themselves and not breaking their neck. There's a risk to both. Um, so, there's, and it's yeah, a, in, in yeah. stand up comedy, you can be giving a perfectly good routine and then get punched in the face. Yeah. Yep. So, exactly. each one of them, and that was a real punch. That wasn't a, a pulled punch like in wrestling. Mind you, a lot of wrestling isn't pulled anyway. Anywho, I digress. Um, <laughs> so one thing I want to ask you guys before we leave the show tonight, and I have a challenge to issue if everybody is cool with it. I'm going to do a challenge at the end. Um, but the question I want to ask you guys is who – can you think of one routine that either left a lasting impression of you as a comedian or just that one routine that when you think of a good comedy act – you just pull that out of your head. I've got one in my mind, and it's nobody we've even talked about tonight. Shit. I'm trying to think now. Fuck, that's a good question. Motherfucker. <clears throat> if you want to think on it for a few seconds, I can go into mine first. Yeah, because I was yeah. going to say, I, I can't say me because I'm fucking garbage. <laughs> I, I, I have I have one as well um, that we Go for that it. we have we haven't actually talked about either. So um, and and it and it rings true because I'm from part of the era. Uh, I'm not as much of a gearhead as he is. Uh, I've only got two cars, not, not dozens. Um, but Tim Allen. So Tim Allen, um, he his comedy style is like, obviously people know him from from shows like Home Improvement and Last Man Standing. Uh, and the comedy there is is, is different, right? Because they're, they're set up sitcoms. But uh, if you ever list, listen to his stand-up where he talks about cars and he talks a lot about his wife and whatnot, and he's, you know, he talks, talks about his wife and, you know, how she, you know, she, she blew the engine in my Cadillac, you know, blew it up, ran it out of oil. So I said to her, didn't the oil light come on? And she thought about it for a second and she went, um, yes. I'm not expecting the truth. I was shocked. You know, like, how did you feel about that? And she says, well, I thought a brighter one should have come on when it really needed oil. You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's like, you know, and he talks about, you know, changing the radio station in the old, uh, I forget what the car was, but I think about my old Buick, right? Where you're driving along, you're doing like, you know, doing 120 kilometers an hour and you want to change the radio station, but it's way the fuck over there. So you got to like, <laughs> you know, because the cars were so big, right? And I had one of those. So, With the bench like, seats in the front. Yeah. yeah, big bench seat and uh, bench seat in the front, bench seat in the back. That yep. was the perfect drive. The whole front row moved up and oh, back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I, I think about Tim <clears throat> Allen and a lot of what, what he says hits home because he jokes about cars and, and his, his life and his kids and stuff like that and 
I can relate to all of it. I can relate to to being a shithead like his kids were, and I can relate to having the car and <laughs> blowing up a car. You know, I've done it all, so there's uh, more relatable there than than anything. That's fair. Cool. That's a good call. Sean, have you thought of one? Yeah, actually, just now. Um, another one we haven't talked about is Bill Burr. Guy, right. I'm. Yeah, he's he's kind of like the one guy that I got into uh, a few years back after I gotten out of doing stand-up for a while um and uh i just love how he just he's so angry he's like, he seems like a, he seems like a bitter old man but he's like young he's like in his i think mid-40s right now but he's it, he's incredibly funny um talking about how um the one the one routine that he did was he was talking about how he was um He's like, you ever just like remember driving? You know, you have your hand up here and you go, if I move my hand two degrees to the left, I'm on the cover of Newsweek. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, Bill, you want to come to the cookout? It'll be fun. And then fucking <laughs> turns it over to the right. It's like, one of the most horrific scenes we've seen this year. Yep. <laughs> Body strewed about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He's like, you just, sometimes you just think about doing the most fucked up shit. And you just you you have to fight yourself not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, that's that shit's fucking hilarious because he's yeah. he's a he's angry, b he's actually making solid points, yeah. but they're funny. Oh yeah. So it's Bill Burr for me is like he's one of my guys. Like I've I've watched like the Chappelle show, like the Rick James skit he did with Charlie Murphy was brilliant. Um, fuck man, like it's it's really hard to pick one routine. Yeah. That's like absolutely just you know this is the best routine I've ever heard in my life, you know. So it's it's tough, but I'm definitely gonna go with that one because Bill Burr is he's one of the one of the goats for sure. Awesome. I am so torn. I mean, there's one that I'm gonna save to to give me my my actual one, but the first time I saw Delirious, mm-hmm. I mean, so good. The world changed. The world <laughs> changed the first time I saw Delirious. Right. So that so, was special. But so yeah, a lot changed in the world because of Delirious. So do you remember the Teddy Ruxpin doll? Yeah. Okay. So picture a bunch of kids loose in Zellers, and one oh, kid yes. grabs Delirious off the shelf, tears it open. Oh no! Sticks it in Teddy's butt. Plug it into Teddy Ruxpin on their display, hit play, <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> you got Teddy Ruxpin going, goody goo hoo, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Bigfoot, Gus. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, still part of my vocabulary on a daily basis. I'd say 5% of my everyday vocabulary is from that one comedy routine. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's not the one that I, I would call as my favorite comedy routine. Um, my favorite comedy routine is actually by a guy named Neil Brennan. He did a routine cool. called Blocks. I've talked about this on a previous episode. I saw this thing on Netflix. I was trying to find it, trying to find the name of it, trying to find the comedian's name. Neil Brennan Blocks. It is one of the most well-thought-out routines I've ever seen to the point where I'm going to show do a screen share here. So his set is this scene behind him. And he starts off his, his show by saying um, somebody made him he, – he, he told a friend of his <clears throat> the idea of his show and wanted you know the friend to make these props for the show. 
And then the friend sent them all these props, but didn't know what order they should go in. So he's like, I don't know. I guess I'll just put them uh, wherever. So he starts putting them on the wall. And the lighting is the way it is and whatever. And as he's going on with his conversation, he picks up the microphone. He says, oh, yeah, microphone. He starts going into a story about this and puts it back in a different place. And then he, he grabs the marijuana. Oh, yeah, you know, this and this. And he puts it back in a different place. By the time he's done his show, the lights go down. And the way he's positioned everything is lit from the side and the shadow on the other side of all these blocks creates an object. I'm not going to say what it is because I really encourage everybody to watch this routine, but it's funny. It's engaging. It's self-deprecating, deprecating, deprivating, deprecating, deprecating, making fun of himself all the time. Um, And it's just like all of those lovely things about about, uh, comedy that we love in a well-written, well-packaged routine to the point where when it's all said and done, the shadow is exactly what it's supposed to be with these blocks being in the position. Then he just kind of pushes, you see the eyeglasses are a little bit to the left of that shelf that they're on. Mm -hmm. He just kind of slides it over to the right a little bit and it finishes the picture. Genius head to toe routine, just freaking amazing. So uh, that's the kind of comedy I like where it's you're, you're being entertained. You're sticking with it. He's not too, sticking on any one topic that's offensive. He's not, you know, he's just talking about life and himself and how, how he's dealing with things and how he is strange, but this is his comedy way of dealing with it. And love it. Love it. Neil Brennan, highly recommend it. <laughs> we'll check it out. It looks like it's on Netflix. Right? It was a Netflix special. Yeah. It's probably still there. Yeah. I just canceled my Netflix. So fuck them. Uh, not a fan of Netflix anymore. I haven't watched a thing on there since that. I think. Actually, you know, we've been we've been watching a lot on uh, Disney Plus. We've got Amazon Prime, but mostly it's Disney Plus right now. So. I'm watching Tubi. Nice. I've been watching yeah. my favorite movies. I've watched Tank Girl. I've watched uh, Half Baked. I've watched like great movies. All these yeah. stoner movies. I don't know why I'm all just saying stoner <laughs> movies, but heavy metal. Yeah. I'm sure that's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great stuff. And you watch like two commercials through the entire movie, and it's all free. We should be a sponsor for Tubi. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway, guys, would you, is there anything else you wanted to add about the subject of comedy, Sean? Um, you know, it's it's a it's a tough thing to get into, and um, you know, I have a lot of people tell me like, "Hey, you should get back into it." And I'm I'm, I'm debating going back into doing stand up, but for now, I mean, <clears throat> just doing Planet Pointless is you know my my opportunity for me to be as crazy and as fucked up and, you know, rude to myself as I can possibly get. And, um, people enjoy it. You know, people keep asking me like, when are you guys coming back? When's the hiatus, when's the hiatus done? I'm like, it's done when I fucking say it's done. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm ready, I will come back. Yeah. And I will come on the back. It will happen. (laughs) I get get weird with it. I get, I get weird with it. Trust me, Mark, the the more you listen, the worse it gets. (laughs) Um, it's funny. Sean was in the store the other day and he's like, I don't know how much I can say on your podcast. It's like, <laughs> it's like um, Planet Pointless. I can say everything and it's great. It's like therapy. I'm like, oh, you can say that. Aurora and I, when you left, Aurora and I looked at each other like, he really doesn't get it, right? He can say yeah. whatever he wants to say. I mean, you know what the great thing is, is, is you always gauge it to the guest. Right? Yeah. So if we have a guest, you're, you're, you're there, but it's sort of like Sean Light. 
<laughs> and then, and then when like, there's no guest or, or when the guest is like uh, like Brendan, you just you, you fucking let yeah. it all go out. I'm I'm non-alcoholic Sean ninety percent of the time. <laughs> um, Love but it. Yeah, no, it's you know, it's <laughs> it for me. I think you know rapping with John and and having as much fun as we do over there on that show. It's like he he knows how to keep me in check without saying too too much. But like, there's other times where like, again, like when I was at the store visiting you and Aurora, I was, uh, I was, again, I wasn't trying to be a dick. I swear. I was just like, you know, I was like, I, I, it's hard for me to gauge how, you know, how I'm supposed to chime in every now and then and like gauge my comedy to try and be funny because I still want to try and be that guy who's getting a laugh. Right. But it's, it's tough for me to kind of you know, read the room a little bit, you know, I'm not super good. Like if I had a girlfriend right now and she was like, Oh, like, do you notice anything different? I'd be like, you, you were in the house before and then now you left and then you came back. I don't, I don't know. What the hell did you do? Like what yeah. the fuck? And then she's got to like fucking, you know, do the flare. Anyways, it's besides the fact. Um, I don't, I don't know how to read the room. Right. Whereas where me and John, it's like a, it's a very fluid thing. So whenever we're, you know, we're hanging out, we're talking, it's literally, I know when I'm going too far when he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's, talking, he's like, wait, there's a line here somewhere. There was a line. I'm going to have to remember that trick, I guess. <laughs> I see it. It's a line. It's, <laughs> it's funny. The more, the more you listen to the show, though, it's, it's basically how my comedy is now versus from where it was you know, five, six years ago when I first started. Um, so I don't know. I might get back into it. I might not. But um, for those people who are getting into it, I mean, dude, staple your balls to the wall. Go for it. Who cares? You know, and nobody, if nobody laughs, fuck it. You go back, you try again. I yeah. did not take my own advice. So <laughs> I'm going to start practicing what I preach. Uh, what exactly does that mean? What? Staple your balls to the wall. How does that help? Balls to the wall. It's it's an expression. Put balls to the wall. We gotta look into that expression. Yeah. But I I said staple them because like if you're gonna keep doing it, just fucking you know. Okay. All right. (laughs) Balls to the wall permanently. (laughs) I'm I'm slow. I'm old. (laughs) That's what happens when you get old. I was never very quick. doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, this has been fun. This has been a great conversation. Um, I do have a challenge for our viewers and for ourselves, potentially. Oh, boy. Hmm. Mark says, Mark. Um, <laughs> why don't we try and create our own stand-up routine? Way ahead of you. <laughs> well, I know you are. I know you are. But, I mean, for Mark, myself, Aurora – uh, whoever's listening, think about it for a second. Plan out a comedy routine. Get a piece of paper. Have a start. Have a middle. Have an end. You know, try and actually think of something that's funny. Uh, w- whether you're you're working like Sean, where you're digging from life experience, or and, and you know, trying to make yourself the brunt of the joke, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. or whether you are building a different kind of story, a surreal world, like Woody Allen where he talks about all these crazy things that he does and you can't think is possibly true. But of course, 60 years after that, find out it was all true. Um, Or you never know. I mean, just think of a really interesting concept, write down your concept, write down your idea and create an actual routine 
five minute long. How long is a comedy routine? Uh, depends, depends on the place. Like when I did stand up at the, uh, the Fox lounge at Barry, which isn't there anymore. Um, they'd probably give us about five minutes. And if you were, you know, kind of sucking ass, uh, like I did, they would give you the flashlight at the back of the room. Really? So, you got the flashlight? Yeah. Like about two minutes in to each set. So, wow. Yeah. It wasn't well, that right. good. It's all right. You were up get, there. Didn't get the flashlight at the backyard shows. I got, I got heckled by people who are bigger douchebags than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for that reason alone, we should all do this challenge because <laughs> I think in, in life we should all be heckled by bigger douchebags than we are. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my challenge to everybody. Mark, what do you think? You going to try it? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 tempting. It is really tempting. It's not too hard to actually sit down and try and think of something. I'm not yeah. saying get up in front of a, a comedy club and do it a routine. I mean, you if know, you are so bold, <laughs> and and if and if anybody does it, share your video with us and hashtag Expressions Podcast. So I'd love I'd love to see if anybody actually does this. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, if you don't. Have fun with it. Yeah. Think of a funny theme. I'm going to try that actually. Well, as soon as I have enough time. No, that was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Those aren't pillows. <laughs> it's already taken. <laughs> Damn it. All right, guys. On that note, anything you'd like to say to close off the show, Mark? No, I just I had a lot of fun, guys. I mean, I was off for a couple of weeks and now I'm back. So it was awesome. Looking forward to having some more fun. Glad you're back. Missed you, buddy. Same. Missed you guys. I mean, you, got, you got all these chats going on in, in our in our group chat, and I'm like, I, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, so bad. If you miss a couple episodes, the whole world changes, <laughs> man. Everything changed. Everything changed. Everything, it's Laura's a whole world. gone. Oh. <laughs> Sean, I spelt his name wrong one day because I didn't. Uh, it was just. <laughs> I did. I spelt it S E A N, and I'm like, that's not. No, wait, no. And I typed it the right way. How come that didn't pop up? The auto auto tag thing didn't even pop up. I don't know what's going on. Because you and I were talking, it wasn't in our group chat. Oh, remember you and I are trying to do that when we're awake at three thirty in the morning. Yeah, so we don't want to bother everybody. Which Mark and I are the chatty two of the group, and then Sean's close third. Sean actually contributes sometimes. I I get in there whenever I can. It's kind of like it's kind of like Tinder. You know, you kind of just you get in there, and then once you're in, you're like, I'm onto it. It's Mark. I'm swiping. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Now that I'm in, it's like, oh, I gotta get out of here." I, I was gonna say swipe left, but I don't know whether that's accept or reject. So no, that's that's bad. Swipe left is bad. Okay, I have no yeah. idea. It's like, oh, it's Mark. Swipe left. Swipe left. Mark and I are both old married men. We don't really don't know what these things are. Oh god. All right. <laughs> All right. So hold on. We need Aurora here. That's I the know, problem. Right? I sort of reels us in a little bit. She so, does. I, I gave okay. her homework to do too. I wonder if she did it. That's so, why she's not I, here because she didn't oh, do it. She so, felt I, guilty. I, I saw I saw a, a <laughs> thing where there was there was um, a, a guy cab driver who was gay. And are you familiar? Have you heard of the app called Grinder? Yeah. Okay. So the cab driver has Grinder on his phone, and so he's driving through an area and. Grinder gives him an alert and it makes whatever sound it is Grinder makes. And the lady in the back seat goes, Oh, my husband plays that game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the cab driver's like, 
And she's just being dropped off at home. Okay. Exactly. Happy husband. Oh, no. On that note, thanks, everybody, for watching tonight. Uh, We really appreciate it. And give us some feedback of what you think of this fantastic episode. Um, And please, 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 Aurora, come back to us. We don't know where you are tonight. But you'll be back eventually. And uh, when you are, we'll have a good show. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Peace. Ooh, 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 ooh.